This is Closer to the Fire from the Voice of the Martyrs Canada with a focus on the persecuted church. Armenia is the world's oldest Christian nation and now its very existence is being threatened by their neighboring country of Azerbaijan, also a former Soviet country. Churches in Armenia continue to be desecrated and Armenia has been given an ultimatum. If they don't simply hand over its southern border with Iran, there will be war. And to help us try to understand this complicated and tense situation in Armenia is Dr. Hey Kerlopiet. He is the lead pastor of the Armenian Evangelical Church of New York. And Dr. Kerlopian has also studied ancient Christian heritage of the Armenian people. And recently I spoke to him on 100 Huntley Street. Here now is that interview with Dr. Kerlopian. It's honored to be on here and to talk about my people and their Christian witness. Now, you personally, uh, you were born in the United States, but uh, tell me just a little bit about your family history and how you made your way to America. Sure. So there has been three major waves of uh, Armenian diasporan people, and we have a good population in Toronto and Montreal as well. Uh, the first wave was during the genocide in 1915, where you had 1.5 million Armenian Christians systematically annihilated, and a lot of the survivors ended up um, to the West or they moved down to the Middle East. Uh, my personal story with my family is my parents immigrated from Lebanon and ended up migrating to um, North America uh, during the Lebanese Civil War. So a lot of persecution, a lot of war has led us to be a very diasporan community group. And one of the reasons why we experienced some hardship, especially with the genocide, is because of our uh, Christian heritage that goes back to 301 AD. So that's yeah, how I was born in the promised land of New Jersey. Yeah. And now, now the promised land of New Jersey. You know, I work with the persecuted church with the Voice of the Martyrs, so I've studied, you know, persecution all over the world. And when you think of 1,700 years that Armenia has been under attack and you got hostile neighbors on all sides of the country, but really when, and I'm, I love church history, and, you know, so when you think of Christianity in Armenia, I mean, you go back to the first century and by the third century, it was a state religion. Why do you think... Christianity made such inroads into Armenia where like 97% of the population consider themselves followers of Jesus. Well, so, I mean, when the, when the gospel takes root, it's going to take root. So in 301, you had a, a missionary, St. Gregory the Illuminator, who ended up converting the king, and that led to the national declaration. But then within the next 50 years, for 100 years, we created the Armenian alphabet for the sole purpose of translating the Bible into the language of the people. And, and then 50 years after that, we experienced our first round of persecution because of it. So the culture is shaped by, literally our language is shaped by the Bible. And then with that, there's this resiliency to die for the faith. And that has sustained us for 1700 years. So it's very um, synonymous with, with who we are as Christians and Armenians. And uh, it's a combination of having a biblical culture uh, that took root and also its ability to be resilient in the face of persecutions. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at Armenia, you know, the Christians there and, and we talked about it already, you know, the genocide and the Ottoman Empire during the First World War. Uh, I remember going to Turkey and talking to an Armenian pastor about some of the history and, and even Turkey to this day denies that that genocide even took place. Uh, what are you trying to communicate to the world in terms of your nation and the challenges that uh, the followers of Christ are having in Armenia? Yeah, so connected to the genocide is this forgotten lost Christianity. It's not just Armenian church history, but 
church history for all Christians. Because if you look to Eastern Turkey, if you look to the letters of Paul, these are early hubs of the church. You have the Cappadocian church fathers who, who, who made the earliest declarations of universal rights, anti-slavery de declarations through the translations and the um, expository preaching from Paul's letters who, who are addressed to cities in Turkey. And the genocide, it not only systematically removed my people from Eastern Turkey, where we are indigenous people, but it removed the Christian identity. Um, this is such an important thing for all Christians to be aware of, because uh, if we lose sight of our, our Christian heritage and, and the narrative of it, we, we, it'll, it'll be detrimental to, to our current expression of faith, especially taking for granted where our, our universal rights come from, these Judeo-Christian values come from. Uh, they didn't just spring out randomly out of nowhere, that they were coming from a, a very rich tradition. And the genocide, the persecution in the eastern, uh, what is now eastern Turkey, uh, it directly affected my people, but it affects all of us as Christians, because we don't think Christianity or some of the most profound thinkers of Christianity now when we think of that region. Yeah, and we could certainly learn something, you know, where you are in the United States and, you know, here in Canada, we're, we've, we're forgetting that, you know, much of human rights does come from from the Bible and, and an understanding of that. Uh, so we've had these, uh, you know, this, this genocide, you know, the beginning part of the 20th century and the First World War, uh, you know, there's constant turmoil. I think many of us have seen the news of people, uh, you know, fleeing uh, parts of Armenia because of, you know, Azerbaijan and that pressure. So what's the current situation right now? Yeah, so Armenia and Azerbaijan were so post-Soviet Union countries. So there's this re region called Nagorno-Karabakh, but it's we call it Artsakh. And it's a very indigenous Armenian location. Uh, you have churches dating back to the 4th century there, monasteries, 4th century. There are these monuments testifying to our presence. And there was pretty much a heavily populated Armenian group of people living there for centuries, wanting to the right to self-determine. But then a war broke out between Azerbaijan and, and uh, Armenia over this uh, land called Artsakh. And then during the prime of the elections, um, of American elections, and at the height of COVID, about last fall, not this past fall, but a year and a half ago, there was a 44-day war where Azerbaijan and uh, jihadists, I mean, uh, from the Middle East, like uh, funded by Turkey, led an assault, killing very innocent civilians with using drones. Uh, they broke many uh, war crimes took place, uh, and they and they took back uh, they took the land from our people that are indigenous there, and uh, it was barely covered because of the election because of COVID. And uh, we were just, and it was just really heartbreaking to hear. And war in general is heartbreaking. It's a lose-lose whenever war happens. Um, but, but it's part of our history. Again, it seems like more land gets taken from us, more Christians get killed. And it seems like where, where is the outcry? Yeah, it's it is a sad situation, and and I especially Christians need to understand, uh, you know, what is happening to our brothers and sisters in Armenia. Yes, we need to be concerned all over the world of the various things happening, but very seldom do we hear much about Armenia. And we and we certainly need to do that. So, with all these attacks that are going on, and you know, century after century, it continues to go. How is that affecting the church in terms of people's spiritual uh, health and and their resolve in their faith in Jesus? Well, Jesus says, don't be surprised when you're persecuted. It's actually part of your walk. So 
the, the, the radicalness of Christianity is not to take on radicalness and, and, and violence or extremities with war. Um, but our extremism is to forgive, to pray for our enemies, to, to alleviate suffering, uh, to bless those who curse us, to pray for them. Uh, so there's those realities we want to live out day to day, even though it's difficult, but this is the call of Christ. And uh, he calls us to be peacemakers and we can't be passive in the peacemaking. We got to we got to do the effort of peacemaking. And uh, uh, we, we all, all Christians need to wake up and not be passive and assume that there's always going to be peace. We have to be active in, in pursuing peace because blessed are the peacemakers uh, that they will see God. Yeah, you know, and when you read scripture, you know, it tells us that persecution is going to come. And again, I've you know, talked to hundreds of persecuted Christians and they, they keep saying, well, that's what the Bible teaches. There, There's going to be this opposition between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. So how can we best then stand with our brothers and sisters in Armenia? Uh, I, I know we need to pray for them. Are there other things that we can do as well? Yeah, you could visit the country. There's a rich tourism industry there, amazing food, amazing uh, historical church sites. Um, more importantly, is just to be educated about the Artsakh conflict, um, send support to rebuilding the schools and churches that might have been affected by the recent war. Um, more importantly, to, to, to make sure on an advocacy level that we don't lose more churches. Um, if, if, if there's a track record of Turkey and Azerbaijan desecrating our historic sites, trying to rewrite history. So if you could join us in knowing the history and make sure the history doesn't get rewritten, that would, that would be a major uh, effort. And then just to also, uh, there's some international pressure, but to, to show support with the war crimes that took place. Um, I mean, we, we need to bring light in dark places. We can't let certain war crimes uh, be allowed. And, and, and if we let certain war crimes get, be getting away, um, People will be like, "Oh, let's 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 do this again." And and the great quote from uh, Adolf Hitler when he was about to invade Poland, he said, "Who remembers the Armenians?" And that justified his invasion of Poland and the Holocaust. So there's a strong interconnection. If if we don't deal with smaller conflicts uh, and and call out the injustice there, it, it gives some certain people the the right to uh, do bigger conflicts down the road. And, and we have to identify that and and. And all be light as Christians. We, we, we are the light of the world. We have to expose darkness of all varieties. We certainly do. And, you know, and sometimes these uh, wars and these, you know, things that are going on are often not seen on the world stage. And those that are, you know, doing these things think they can just get away with it. Uh, what are you hearing from uh, the Christians and uh, your, uh, you know, your friends in Armenia? What are they saying right now? How are they feeling? I'm sure there's anxiety, but... Uh, and I guess on the other hand, you know, spiritually, they're just kind of trying to keep going forward. Yeah, it's it's one day at a time. Um, so you have to keep in mind that the perpetrators of this recent war committed genocide. Um, Turkey funded Azerbaijan in this attack. So imagine if the a, a people group that committed genocide is attacking you again all of a sudden, and they haven't acknowledged the past. So there's that existential threat and fear. But in the, in the face of that, we are very resilient people. Uh, we've endured 1,700 years of Christian persecution, and uh, we just keep the main things the main things. We keep our eyes on Jesus. If they destroy churches, we'll rebuild churches. If they kill us, we'll, have, uh, we'll raise more Christian families. Uh, it's, it's always trusting in Christ, um, not, not compromising 
to the schemes of evil with repaying with evil, but overcoming evil with good. Uh, and, and it's a daily walk. And sometimes the, the immediate result doesn't last. I mean, the immediate action doesn't necessarily lead to victory, but down the line and eternally doing the right thing will have eternal significance. Yeah, you know, when we, the loss of life is horrible, but, uh, you know, yeah. they're destroying it, these buildings. And I remember, uh, you know, uh, the Nineveh Valley in, in Iraq when, uh, you know, in Mosul were churches that had been standing for, you know, thousands of years and they were being destroyed. And the same thing is going on in Armenia. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to find out more, uh, Pastor Haig also has a podcast. It's called Christ and Coffee. Love that name. And also he blogs at ArmenianPastor.com. And if you want to find out more about what's happening uh, in that nation uh, to our brothers and sisters in Christ so we can pray effectively, I would encourage you to do that. So nice talking to you today. Thank you for you know concern of your people and uh, bringing us that awareness today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and, and, and just listening to our story. It's, it, it does wonders for us. And we certainly appreciate Dr. Kerlopian coming on and sharing the situation facing the Armenian people. And we need to be praying. Can you imagine 1,700 years of constant persecution? Now, the voice of the martyrs, I've traveled to many nations where persecution has, you know, happened over the last number of decades and some even in more recent years. But here we've got 1,700 years uh, where the believers in that nation have been under persecution. And yet, they continue to stay strong in their faith in Jesus. So we want to pray. And that's one of the most important things that we can do uh, for our friends that are in Armenia. So let's do that right now. Father, we just thank you uh, that uh, we can come into your presence and pray and lift up our friends in Armenia. Uh, we think of the situation even facing them right now with Azerbaijan, uh, and especially for the followers in that area uh, called Artsakh. Uh, God, we just ask that you would intervene in that situation. Uh, pray as well for the leaders in Azerbaijan that they would not become so violent towards the Armenian people and uh, that they would come to their senses. Uh, we've seen what's happened in Ukraine and all the destruction and the violence and and even though there has been uh, you know situations where churches have been destroyed homes have been destroyed we just pray that would cease right now in the name of Jesus again we are celebrated in many ways as well that even through persecution your church remains strong in Armenia and yet uh, there has been death and destruction and we just pray Lord that you would intervene in that situation right now in the name of Jesus we also pray, Lord, that there would not be another genocide uh, that has uh, been inflicted on the Armenian people in the past. And we also pray that the truth about that genocide committed by Turkey, which they will not acknowledge, that they finally will admit to what has been done to the Armenian people. I mean, even when we think of the Armenian genocide, the systematic destruction of the Armenian people and their identity, we pray that that would not be repeated in this day. And we think of the mass murder of around a million Armenians, uh, that there were those death marches through the Syrian desert and the forced Islamization of Armenian women and children. And again, God, we just ask you would work in that situation. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Armenia and also for those historic church buildings. Yes, I know they're only buildings, but they represent such incredible history and the faithfulness of who you are in that nation. 
And also, as uh, Pastor Kalopian has reminded us, that we don't lose sight of our Christian heritage here in Canada and other places where people are listening to this podcast today, that we would remember how faithful you are and how the gospel uh, came to a nation like Canada. Uh, also pray, Lord, for those that uh, are against the church in Canada, in the United States, and around the world, and through many persecuted nations, Lord, that we would be as believers strong. And while we might, might not face that same kind of persecution in Canada as believers are in countries like Nigeria and Iran and Pakistan and, and Armenia, Lord, that we would be strong in our faith. We would not compromise. Uh, we know, Lord, that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. But as we see all the time, there are many casualties in this war between your kingdom and the kingdom of darkness. Again, we lift up our Armenia to you. We just ask that you'd work in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. So continue to be praying for Armenia and also for Christians right around the world. Uh, you know, God is working in so many amazing ways. People are coming to know Jesus but on the other hand, that is why persecution is intensifying and increasing. And brothers and sisters are suffering every day because they are standing up for Jesus. If you'd like to find out more about the ministry of the Voice of the Martyrs and how you can pray uh, for Christians around the world that are suffering, followers of Jesus from the family of God, just like us, go to vomcanada.com. That's vomcanada.com. And you can sign up for the persecution and prayer alert uh, on our website. Uh, and be praying for, you know, three or four things every week of uh, what is happening around the world to our brothers and sisters in Christ, that they would know there are Christians that are also lifting them up in prayer. I mean, and I talk about this many times, you know, the Bible says that, you know, if one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. So brothers and sisters are suffering in Armenia or North Korea, Iran, Yemen, Libya, many nations around the world, Nigeria, where thousands have been killed in recent years. We need to be praying for them. Again, vomcanada.com, and you can sign up for that. If you'd like more information about uh, Dr. Kolopian and his work in New York and in Armenia, uh, you can go to his website. It's armenianpastor.com. I'll also put that on the show notes. And please let your friends, neighbors, family know about this podcast to find out more about what is happening to our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. When we hear what's going on in the persecuted church, we also see the larger picture of what God is doing in spite of persecution, in spite of hate. We want to be believers that are strengthened, that will stand, and will not compromise our faith in Jesus. So remember, the closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to the fire.